special guest today. His name is Miguel Rojas. He's the current Miami Marlins infielder. He also played for the Dodgers. And now, uh, not only he's a, a current player, he has a, he, he's a co-host with Chris Rose and uh, with John Boy Media. And he does a great show with Trevor Poof and all those uh, cast members there. And what a great job he does with the, with the show. And uh, Miguel, I just want to say thank you for joining the show. It's truly an honor. This is episode 984. We are live on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Spotify, on all the podcast platforms. So our fans can tune in and ask questions too on the Spreaker app. But first, Miguel, thank you again for joining us. It's truly an honor. I didn't, I didn't expect you to answer that quick, but we, uh, we made it happen. But first of all, how are you and your family doing? Yeah, we're doing good. Thank you for the for the opportunity to be with you guys here. Um, for me, it's uh, it's truly an honor mm. to get back to fans and you know uh, finding different medias to uh, to actually talk to people around the around the country and around the world yeah. who likes baseball and uh, who are needing on 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 us getting back on the field. So for me, it's a it's a special uh, bond that I can create with fans uh, talking through uh, to a different media. So thank you guys very much for the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. Hey Sean, you want to start it off or? Uh yeah, sure. Um, Miguel, I just had a quick question. When when you uh, when you signed back in two thousand six with the Reds, did you feel like coming from Venezuela that, that you had made it, or did you know you had so much more to prove? Yeah, when I I mean when I first signed when I was sixteen years old, that was uh, that was the biggest step of my life. You know, uh, when when you sign up for a professional contract. It, that's that's not an easy task, especially coming from Latin America. You know how much time countries, uh, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Colombia, uh, all of these countries are being huge in baseball um, throughout the the years. And and signing a, a profession, my first professional contract, just uh, uh, that was a, a dream come true uh, to me at that time and to my family because uh, all the work that we put in uh, throughout almost twelve years because I started playing baseball when I was four. And, and I, didn't, I didn't even know that I was going to sign a professional b- baseball contract. Hmm. So uh, for me, uh, at that time, I knew I was uh, getting something big. But at the same time, I knew uh, how far it was uh, um, the run that I have to make to make it to the big leagues. So that was the goal. The goal for me was always make, play, play in the big leagues. But I didn't know that it was going to be that, that hard and tough. You know, throughout the, throughout the years, I learned. With a lot of sacrifice and a lot of a lot of work, that it that it wasn't gonna be easy, and the competition all, always level level off. You know, uh, uh, at the beginning I was really good at some things, and then then I figured out that I wasn't that good at, at, at other things. So uh, I find myself in that in that situation where okay, I, I accomplished something, but I need to get better every single day to to actually prove myself and and be able to play in the big leagues. Hmm. Wow. Great response. <clears throat> I'll go next, I guess. So, Miguel, we're big Yankee fans, all of us, and we really like Dom yeah. Mattingly. So, we're very intrigued by what your experiences have been with him, how he's helped you grow as a player, and like your relationship with him. Yeah, Donnie, it's become, I mean, not just my my biggest friend, or or uh, I actually call him my 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 dad in baseball because he actually opened the arms for me and mm. and had a huge input for uh, for me. To be to actually make my debut with the Dodgers back in 2014, wow. you know, I first I first met Donnie in 2013, and we have we haven't get uh, away from from each other like since that since that year. I got traded to the Marlins in 15, and he got to the Marlins in 2016, mm-hmm. 
So it was kind of it was kind of meant to be for us to be together and to to create this partnership, you know, uh, that I can that I feel like I can give him some confidence on the field to be his expansion. That's that's how I feel and how I describe my relationship with Donny. Um, I'm I'm an extension of Donny playing on the field, which is something that I'm, I'm sure it makes him feel like really uh, really comfortable and really good because I know what he likes. I know the way that he goes about the business and and I actually get to I, I got to know him uh, when I was younger because I was on the bench a lot you know I didn't play I, I wasn't an everyday player so being on the bench with Donny I can see his reactions I can see what what the things that he likes as a player and and what the thing that he don't like when a player uh, do so I'm actually like I kind of when I see something that I know Donnie's not gonna like I attack this player and I help him uh, without Donnie have to, you know, uh, like divide his focus to something else instead of be on managing the baseball game. Wow. Yeah, so uh, tell our fans coming from Venezuela and going into the minor leagues and obviously getting the call up. So how long did it take you to adjust with the language barrier? And obviously you had other players that spoke Spanish, so I'm curious, but how long did it take you to adjust with the language and the culture? Yeah, that's that's one of the uh, harder hardest hurdle for us Latin players because mm-hmm. we come into not just a different country but a different culture. You know, we have to learn English. We have to uh, get used to the rules. We get, we gotta get get used to everything that that is going on in this beautiful country. Uh, that we're gonna spend like majority of our year here, and then after we go back to Venezuela. But at the end of the day, you spend more time here in the United States than than in your own country. So. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a huge uh, process that we have to go through. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad and grateful that I had an opportunity to be with the Reds organization at the beginning, an organization that cared deeply about players getting to know the system, getting to know the rules, getting to know um, everything that is going on, and they, uh, they actually take care of the play, the Latin players uh, with English class. Uh, make sure if you're going to, uh, I, I remember my play, my first league ever that I played in the United States, it was in Billings, Montana. So they didn't just put me in a hotel, like away from everybody. They they gave me the opportunity to go to a family that they knew Spanish and they taught me English, you know, and, and that, that was huge for me at that moment of my career. So uh, <clears throat> I didn't go to school to learn English. Hmm. I learned, I learned in you know, the clubhouse. I learned English from uh, from talking to people in the streets, uh, talking to a family at home that uh, that actually gave me the opportunity to stay at their place, and I always gonna be grateful for. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I have a I have another question for you. Uh, yeah. when when uh, you got when you started off with the Dodgers, but then you ended up getting traded. Did you to the Marlins? Did you find that as um? like difficult or did you find it as like a new opportunity to, you know, start somewhere else? And uh, was it ex- exciting or more like, uh, did you feel defeated or hurt by it? Uh, well, it was a combination of things because uh, I mean, we all know <clears throat> the Dodgers organization is a, a prime organization in the big leagues. And you, you we know that um, all the history that this organization I just I just played my first full season in 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 the big leagues with the Dodgers. Um, I got called up in June and I never never got back to the minors. And I I actually make the playoff roster 
and I was in the playoff that year with them. So I thought my career was just getting started with the Dodgers. And I mean, I, I created that bond with the organization and with the players that I said, you know what, I like it here. Uh, I mean, playing for the Dodgers is amazing. Putting that the white and blue uh, uniform on every single day with 50,000 fans on the stands is amazing. That's something that you you never want to give up to. But uh, I mean, my opportunity is there. We, I knew I was going to be a, a role player, a, a player that uh, that I probably going to be a backup player, a bench player that I come uh, just for my defense before uh, before the game is over and we got the lead mm-hmm. and all that. And and when I to actually um, understand why that move was happening, you know. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, we're not controlling all that. We're just controlling what we can do and and the things that we can we can do to get better as a player to to play whatever they put you you know and and that's something that i learned early in my career when i when i i, I used to be a shortstop i just a shortstop in this point where i needed to play other positions and being able to move roles from second base to third base i actually learned how to play first base wow. and i learned how to be a, a a team player instead of just you know uh think about myself and think about about what I need to do to go up in the ladder. So uh, getting traded to the Marlins, I didn't even realize how good of a move this, co- this was going to be for me until I got to the Marlins. Uh, I remember uh, uh, first time that I walked in the, in the Marlins clubhouse next spring training, I see Jose Fernandez, I see Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, and this group of Latin players welcomed me with the open arms and 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 got the got the opportunity to meet all these amazing people with the Marlin organization that make me feel like okay I mean I move up from the Dodgers but I move up to a great organization that is going to give me an opportunity to uh, to start over again and 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 I didn't even know that I was going to be like in this position nine years later you know uh, and being one of the players that are that is being playing the longest for the organization um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I played my first year with the Dodgers with the number 72. That's mm-hmm. always, that's, that's something that never is going to take uh, uh, back from me, you know. I played my first year there and, and I was going to remember and, and share that moment. Wow. So, so last year, I actually got to go down and see you guys play. It was my first game in the press box last year at Marlins Park. With a Cone Yas Linus, which is my thing up here. I'm sure you've heard of Cone Yas Basis Linus too. I wouldn't be surprised because they're a good Spanish company. But um, I really like you guys. You've had a great offseason. You've added Stallings. Uh, you had Garcia. And then you had, um, obviously, there's one more guy I'm thinking about. Um, oh, uh, Wendell. Yeah, know? Wendell's the other guy. So um, with that being said, what do you guys think is the key to taking the next step here? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an, an, an exciting season uh, uh, as soon as we, uh, uh, we, we, we finalize this contract and, and this uh, CBA that we're negotiating right now as a players. Um, for not just for us, for the, but for the future of the game, you know, all we want to do at this time is just to make the, the, the game better and, and make it, uh, make it more um, uh, profitable for, for players in the, in the young uh, step on their careers and making opportunities for for older players that are fighting for jobs when they still can play baseball. You know that's something that we're fighting for, and we're gonna always gonna stay true to our principles. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, the Marlins organization is being 
it's been huge uh, uh, support for them early in this offseason when they acquire all these guys. And something that you guys uh, might know, but it's uh, really important, is to to get Sandy Alcantara signing that deal for yeah, five more years. You know? Getting getting guys uh, uh, who are being through the process with with this organization and, and a guy like Sandy that I'm seeing like he's our our ace, our our rock solid uh, guy in the rotation. It's always important to have him around and know that he's going to be our, our, our ace for a long time, you know, uh, that's, that's pretty important. Other than, than getting Wendell that I think uh, established our, our infield and it's going to provide a great bat. Avisel Garcia with his power, we know he can hit the ball out of the ballpark here. It's something that, like, we know it's not easy. It's not easy to hit homers in Miami mm-hmm. and it's not easy to play 162 games in, in Miami. Just not, not just because because of the ballpark, but the weather, hmm. the, the difference of hours that we go somewhere that, that is different in the West Coast. And, and all that is not easy. And, and getting all these guys, talents behind the play is going to give us a, um, um, a, the secure glove. And we know he just want to go glove. And, and being able to manage our, our starting rotation is going to be huge for him. Uh, and I, I don't think we're done yet, you know. We're just waiting for these uh, negotiations to be, to be over because I know the organization is seeking for more players to uh, to impact our line, you know, impact our, our, our bullpen and, and our rotation. We don't know uh, what the ceiling is going to be for this organization. And I'm really excited to see because we, we're starting to turn the because uh, we've been we've been building something. I, I don't call it I don't call that rebuilding because we was building something from bottom up, you know. Soon as the uh, Derek Jeter and, and Bruce Sherman got to the organization, they actually started building something. The minor leagues uh, focusing on, on players and getting developed by the Marlins. You know that's something that is huge for us, and we're seeing guys getting to the big leagues now. We're seeing uh, Sixto Sanchez, Edward Cabrera, JJ Blade, Max Myers. We're seeing all these prospects um, uh, getting to the big leagues, and it's exciting to see the future just arriving to the team and helping now winning games. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens, uh, hopefully, this season. And um, But we, uh, we are live with uh, current Marlins infielder, Miguel Rojas. We do have a fan question that just came in. Um, someone wants to know, what was it like playing with the late Jose Fernandez throughout your career? And obviously, just devastating to see what happened to him. And um, they want to know, this, so share some of the memories you had with him as a, as a teammate. Yeah, I just I just mentioned a, a, a little ago that uh, uh, when I got to the Marlins, I got a, a great, a huge uh, opportunity to uh, be received like I was family already with these guys. And one of those guys was Jose, you know, uh, uh, my birthday is, is just coming up right now, February 24. Wow. And I always spend that in, in spring training. And I remember something that Jose did for me my first year. I mean, he know me for like three weeks and he uh, the day that. That, I, that it was my birthday in spring training. He bought me a cake with my name on and, and actually make a little bit of celebration of my birthday in the clubhouse with the guys. So that was that was Jose behind the scenes, you know. He was a guy who cares about his teammates, who was always happy. Um, a guy that, uh, you know, every, every five days, he was going to give you everything that he had, you know, not ho- holding nothing back. I mean, he wasn't thinking about, oh, let's... let's Let's go slow here because we got a long season. No, it was uh, from April first that the season started. It was everything all out on the line, yeah. and that's something that I will I will always remember about Jose um, pitching every single every every single start 
uh, like it was no other day after that. And and kind of, I mean, enjoy baseball and enjoy this career because you never know when it's going to be your last day playing. So we, we just can't remember um, um, how Jose uh, enjoyed the game and the pure joy that he had uh, playing it. So me it's just uh i think i think the biggest the biggest lesson the biggest lesson that that he gave me in life when i was playing with him wow hmm. uh sean uh yes hi uh, <laughs> uh i just wanted to ask you um kind of moving away from the marlins for a second i i just saw that um i was reading up on it when you were part of the dodgers and you say in your first you know your first season in no, and uh, I bring it back to June eighteenth when Clayton Kershaw threw that no hitter. Yeah, and you come up with the big play in the I think it was the seventh inning, <laughs> in the playing third base. You know what 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 was that feeling like? You know how and uh, how much do you remember of that night? Yeah, I mean that's one of the biggest moments in my career, uh, and it, it will always be will be because uh, Clayton Kershaw is a is a future Hall of Famer, you know, and uh, one of the best pitching in this generation. Maybe the best lefty that are, that are, that that pitch in this generation, and uh, uh, for me being part of that day and and being uh, in Dodger Stadium with forty thousand people behind and and remember I I think it was like fourteen strikeouts he he was like he reached uh, season high and career high in his strikeouts that day it was pure dominance you know and and all I was thinking about when I when I was playing if the ball got hit to me I can let this go because uh, not just because of the no hitter. Because this guy is putting is putting such a uh, an amazing performance on the mound that I need just to do my job, you know. That's that's what I was thinking. Do my job, and if the ball is hit to me, I'm not gonna try to do too much and just just catch it and trying to make the play. And I I couldn't make the play if the first baseman Adrian Gonzalez didn't pick the ball on the on the dirt because it was a long throw. Um, uh, like six days after I got called up to the big leagues, I got this opportunity to play in a in a in a no hitter. And making a, an a special play, that's, that's that's something that I always gonna remember. I sure that is frame, uh, right, like right, I mean, right here while while I'm talking to you guys, and I'm I'm seeing. I remember the moment, you know. I remember that the the crowd was like in silence, just <laughs> waiting to see what happened. And uh, I make the play; it was out, and uh, I I didn't I didn't know at the moment that it was gonna make uh, be the play that it makes and um, maybe change the the course of the game. Oh. That's a great play. It's a great memory there. Now, you before you were speaking about how the media and you want to be accessible to the fans. So that brings me to your work with Rose Rotation and John Boy Media. So how did that come about? And what's some great stuff you've learned there? Because we enjoy seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the Chris Rose Rotation has been a great show and a great, great outlet for us to, to show the fans what we're all about. You know, it's not just because you got like five, former, uh, five like players who are, yeah. are, are currently playing right now. But it's, uh, it's so many different uh, uh, things that goes through our regular season and in, in the all season where we're talking about what is the life of a baseball player like and, mm -hmm. and sharing moments with, with our teammates, you know? Like the other day I, got, I had Christian Yelich on oh, wow. and it was amazing to remember uh, our connection when I played with him. I played with him for five years with the Marlins. And uh, I mean, it's a great opportunity for us to share um, – how how natural it is for us to talk about baseball um, 
in in between us and Chris has been amazing and I mean nothing nothing but good things to say about Chris and and the opportunity that me uh, being a part of this show you know was as soon as as soon as he came to uh, John Boy he get, he shoot me a text and I remember um, saying that he project uh, that he want me on board that he want to create a rotation of players and I was going to be the only position player and uh, I mean I said yeah let's go let's uh, let's try to make the best out of this opportunity and, and it's been great because I connected with fans not just in Miami but uh, all over the all over the country you know sometimes I go I go to cities and people know about me because I've been in the Chris Rose rotation mm. and because I talk to you guys right now and I mean more people in the northeast are going to know about me, you know, and about, about the Marlins. I mean, it's not just about me. It's about my, my organization as well. You know, I want to put my team in the map and, and knowing that when we get success, a lot of people know about us. So um, I'm happy that I, that I can connect with you guys. And, and I, I continue to do that, the, the podcast with Chris. And this is something that I want that I like to do. And I wanted to do, I want to give more uh, content to the fans. Wow. Yeah, really appreciate that. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys are the best. You guys do a great job. <laughs> you guys keep the fans entertaining. Chris Rose is, uh, he's funny. He can be funny sometimes, but uh, you guys are one of the best. And But I want, I want to follow up on that. Uh, speaking of players you had on, you had your teammate Chaz, uh, Chaz uh, Chisholm on the show. Speak about him. Tell our fans about what kind of player he is um, on the field, off the field, and what kind of, what, what kind of player he can be in the future. Yeah, he's a he's a rock star. I feel like uh, he he got all the ceiling to be the superstar that he wanna. And um, it's always nice to have a player like him on your on your team. You know, he's so someone that he always gonna enjoy the game. He's always he's always gonna keep it uh, really light. You know, <clears throat> he's not gonna be worrying about a lot of stuff. Um, he take it serious for sure. He, he go to work, and and but he, at the end of the day, he enjoy like he's a kid. You mm-hmm. know, that's how I call him. I call him the playing baseball and having fun i wish i can have more fun like he is but uh, everybody's different you know like uh, i'm not gonna be acting like someone that i'm not and yeah. he's not gonna be acting like someone like he's not it can be you know that's why it's important to understand that everybody's different and 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 at, at this level i mean we need people like jazz you know we need people that play the game the way that he's playing and he's he's he's, he's natural you know uh, he's not trying to fake something or, or anything it's like that off the field as well and i've been enjoying really uh a, a lot uh th- this last couple of years playing with jazz and i'm happy because he's been putting the work in in the off season and i'm i'm i'm, I'm waiting and happy to see what's gonna um that this this 22 year is 2022 year is gonna hold on for him i gotta say your infield could be one of the best this season in my opinion <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we, we should be really good. With yeah. Wendell, Brian Anderson already is really good. Uh, myself, Jazz, we got a couple of first basemen who can pick it. Uh, Aguilar and Lewin D. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we, we could be really good. Yeah. Uh, hey, Miguel. So, I have a question now, kind of backpacking off that. Um, we've known Derek Jeter for 20 years as a, as a player, as the captain, as, you know, the leader for our team as and uh i kind of want to know what's Derek Jeter like as an owner uh or what's your relationship with him and since you know you're a shortstop he was a shortstop has he did he teach you a few th- did he show you some things or you know what's that like 
Yeah, uh, Derek has been vocal and open about uh, that he he threw his last baseball and he won the last bat, oh. last game of his of his career. But uh, I mean, I so accessible. That's one of the the biggest thing about Derek Jeter, the owner now. Um, the the opportunity that he gave to players open for them. Um, if anything that they need to know or they want to talk about uh, and, and it's being so respectable about the players' time too, you know. It's not being an honor that, uh, that is always on top of players and, and trying to impose things, you know. He's watching from, from, from close because he's always there. That's something that I... I every single game, he's up in the press, uh, um, he's in sweet, he's sweet, watching the game, watching every, every detail. And when you talk to him, you can see that he's paying attention to every little detail. So that's that's one of the biggest things that uh, that I'm seeing from Derek, um, being able to be there and 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 being accessible to players, not just to me, because I've been the like I'm I'm the oldest guy in the team, kind of kind of uh, right now with the Marlins, but uh, not just with me, but every everybody else can talk to him and, and actually get uh, get a little advice or tips from the best that I ever do at a shortstop, you know. Yeah. Uh, I talked to him about baseball yeah. before too, and uh, some some things about uh, you know when you play in the postseason is different. When you play big games is different. Opening days, and you always ask for advice how you how to calm yourself down. How was you so successful in in pressure situations? You know what did you do to help you become that player that he always in the good situations in the big situations he he came up on top. You know um, more than likely. And those are the things that I talk to him about because I mean talent, and and you work hard, but uh, your talent is gonna be your talent. You know, I can never I can never be like as 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 good as Derek Jeter was maybe hitting the ball the other way, but I can do things better than than he did. You know, my my hands might be a little bit better than him. I I mean we all have different package, but a week the mindset is something that they can be a little bit. Um, closer to each other so well we love hearing that about Jeter he's the man um, it seems yeah. like he still always pays attention to those details nothing's really changed since he's retired I actually got to see his induction in the hall of fame that was incredible that was a great day for baseball and everything but I'll switch up to some other guys on the team so I'm curious about some guys that you think could be under the radar that maybe we should be talking about that don't get the love from the media hmm. yeah no definitely that's a great question because I mean we're a young team and uh, we know we're going to have a lot of guys coming up because uh, we have a, a, our farm system is pretty deep. Yeah. So uh, I, I have uh, I have a couple guys that, are, that, are, that I feel like they're going to they're going to do good coming up. Uh, Jesus Sanchez is one of them. We got we see him a, a, a little glare of what he can do last year. I think he hit uh, 20 something homers uh, combined in triple A in the big leagues. Uh, he's got an opportunity to be in our starting outfielder from Dominican Republic. Uh, uh, J.J. Blade is a guy who haven't played in the big leagues yet, but he's in the radar to be in the big leagues. Uh, his work ethic and, and makeup is one of the, the things that uh, uh, tell me that he's going to be good. And uh, not just because he got a good talent, but uh, he can he can become one of the leaders in the organization as well. Um, uh, Victor Mesa Jr., a uh, guy who came from uh, Cuba, um, we signed him um, as a minor league uh, a couple of years ago when he was just 17 years old. Mm -hmm. He's now he's, uh, he's now 20, and the guy 
making really big strides in the organization. Um, I think he's going to be between uh, maybe high A and double A this year. Um, a guy that, I mean, for sure, we got to be looking for. Uh, we got a pitcher that we got first over first pick a couple years ago, Max Meyer. Hmm. Um, a guy can be a great starter, but he got closer uh, stuff uh, as well, you know. Uh, we don't know what his ceiling is going to be, but I'm, I'm excited to see him in the big leagues. He's a it's a 5'11 guy who uh, who um, can throw a fastball 100 miles per hour, and he got a great slider. Hmm. So uh, uh, we got a couple guys that are, that, that are coming up. And, uh, I mean, thinking that with the guys that we got in the big leagues now, we've seen Jazz, we've seen Sixto Sanchez, we've seen Alcantara, yeah. we've seen Edward Cabrera. Our, our pitching staff is, is deep with hmm. Pablo Lopez and Jesus Luzardo and all of these guys. Imagine. Uh, Trevor, Trevor uh, uh, Rogers, that uh, he he was our, our all star last year. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean that's that's something that uh, we're excited about, and hopefully we can get all those guys together soon. Yeah, you guys have built a, a great team and a great farm system, and I want to bring them something that that no one talks about really. Obviously, you guys made history um, by hiring the first female GM, Kim Nang. So talk about that, yes. and uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that, and. Uh, it's it's amazing what we're seeing now. Women in sports getting more opportunities. Um, there's still more room to grow, but I feel like it's heading to the right direction. So tell our fans and tell us about Kim Nang so far as a GM. Yeah, I'm extremely proud about the organization and that move that they made last year, giving Kim uh, the opportunity to be the GM, uh, the first GM ever in, in baseball. Um, uh, just happy for her to get that opportunity, but uh, at the end of the day, she has to work hard. Yeah, for for what she get, you know, uh, she put the time uh, to become one of the like the best in baseball. You know, he she worked for the for for MLB for a long time. She was with the Dodgers. She was with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just the re the the recent the resume that that she's been getting from all these teams and all these years that she put in uh, is something that uh, uh, is valuable. And for for the Marlins organization to take that first step and. And, and put it on that job, I think uh, it's, it's huge. And I'm, I can I can be more proud that, that the organization did that. Yeah. Uh, kind of uh, backpacking off that again. Uh, you just, you know, um, you just signed, uh, at the end of the season, you just signed your extension with the Marlins. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to ask, because, you know, um, I've always been curious, what's what's it like to, you know, for the team to come to you and and ask you to sign an extension and, and stay with the team now. This will be your eighth season with the Marlins. You know, you're now um, coming in from, you know, your I guess your full, first full season with the Marlins to now. And, you know, you're kind of like a leader to this team. You know, what's it what's it like? What's how's you know, how's it feel to get an extension like that? Oh, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, Marlins Marlins organization is it's been uh, so great to me and, and not just the organization, but the city, you know, uh, my family is growing here. I got, I got two kids that are, are South Florida, uh, native and, and for me, me, uh, just being here in Miami and, and getting the opportunity to stay here for this long, it's been a bless. And uh, when, when you sign a deal, it, it can't just be the organization wanting to sign you, you know, you want to have to stay as well. And that's something that I did a couple of years ago when when the hard years were were coming, you know, because uh, they asked for patience, they high, they 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 asked for for 
for opportunity to uh, to show that they can build an organization from the bottom up. Yeah. And I, I was all in for it, you know. And now that we're getting closer to uh, to the winner that they, that we want to be, so I want to be part of that too. So that's why uh, I wanted to be here. I wanted to sign that extension for another uh, two years. Uh, and hopefully I can stay here the rest of my career. You know, uh, I, I, we know this is this is a this is a business, and our future is never secure anywhere. But uh, if it's if it's because of me and my family, we want to be here and we want to keep helping this organization get to where we want to be. That's a great answer. I'm more excited to see what you do, and I'm gonna switch up a little bit. So, what's some stuff you enjoy to off the field in your downtime? It doesn't have to do with baseball. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's a, that's another great question because I mean, we, we spend so much time working and, and getting ready for the season and, and working out and all that is one of the, 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 the biggest thing that we do in, in the off season, but spending time with my, uh, getting the opportunity to get away from the, from the field and from taking my mind away from baseball is important as well. You know, um, I like to play poker. Uh, I play poker with friends at home. Uh, um, I like I like to make trips and, and playing in a couple of tournaments and stuff like that. Um, I like I like watching basketball. So uh, uh, every time I have an opportunity, I come down and see the Heat playing. Um, and and uh, take my son to different to different things. You know, uh, uh, maybe not just baseball. He's playing the piano. He's he's playing tennis and and doing all that. And and being able to watch my son grow has been. Yeah. Uh, a bless. So for me, those are the things that take my my mind away from baseball because it's important. You know, we're we're a professional baseball player, but at the end of the day, we're a we're a human being as well. And and we do stuff off the field, which is something that uh, uh, people sometimes don't know. But now now in days with social media, they can see a lot more of what you like to do off the field. Well, I think it's important to show that human side too. That's why I asked. Like I'm always curious to see what the other interests are. Definitely. Hmm. Hey, the speaking of the Miami Heat, there's something special this year. They've been they've been rolling uh, in, in in the season this year, and it's gonna be interesting to see what they do in the rest of the year. But uh, we have a couple a couple of fan questions that came in, and one of the, one of our fans want to know what are your guys' hype music in the clubhouse before getting ready for a game, and another one is uh, what's your nickname? Yeah, so I I gotta start with my nickname. They call me Miggy Ro. Uh, when I got to the Marlins, uh, the club, the clubhouse guys uh, with the Marlins, they could they couldn't call me just Miggy because uh, we know Miggy already played for the Marlins yeah. uh, back in the day. So uh, uh, Miguel Cabrera, friend of mine, and I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be just Miggy. And the guys in the clubhouse starting to call me Miggy Row. And uh, I mean it's been good because everybody knows me by by that name now, and uh, um, um, I like it. And I mean the music is uh, is is different. I think every single day because uh, we got a lot of um, diversity in the clubhouse of cultures. You know, Dominican, we got Puerto Ricans, we got Colombians, we got Venezuelans, Americans, um, and they like uh, every like every kind of music in baseball is playing in a clubhouse. I feel like some days it's Latin music, some days is a uh, is a uh, rap, some days is a uh, country, some days is a uh, is a uh, are heavy metal and uh so it's, it's crazy it, it, it's it's a lot of fun because uh i mean we get some so many different guys who like different things because in a team with 26 men to just switch it up 
so I got a, a real quick follow up here. I got to ask, uh, ask you about, I want to go back to your uh, press conference you had um, when you signed the extension and the, what, what, what does that mean to you? you? You showed a little bit of, of emotions during the press conference and Don Manley was there obviously. And what, what's, what, what does that mean to a player when a coach uh, com, uh, coming from a different organization that you know from, and then when you got traded, he's, he, he came there. So what does that mean to a player to have a coach that believes in you from day one? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it was amazing. Uh, it was the same day that they announced that Donnie extension was going to be um, there too for, for two more years. Uh, it means a lot because uh, that was the guy and the person who gave me the opportunity to get to the big leagues and accomplish my first dream, which was playing in the big leagues and, and uh, having, having him uh, by my side when I signed my first uh, extension with, the, with a big league team. And become a, an everyday shortstop. That's that's another thing that I always put on my mind. I wanted to be an everyday shortstop, and I wanted to be a player who can be uh, on the field every single day. You know, and uh, that that was the emotions, not just because of me, but uh, for the people who helped me throughout this journey. It's, it's been, I mean, it's been good. My family, uh, people back in Venezuela. I was thinking about all the all the person that helped me, and that's why I was uh, kind of emotional and. And I mean, I let it out for, for my people because it's, it was important for me. Uh, another question for you. Uh, thinking of that, I was just thinking, uh, you know, every single time, every single year you get to opening day, you still, when you put on the jersey, you still get the, uh, the jitters and the butterflies and the, and like just pure happiness knowing that it's just another season of just playing the game you love. Yeah, definitely. Spring training is a little bit different. In spring training, it's not it's not the nerve. It's not the it's, it's more joy of, of seeing your your guys again. You know, watching uh, your friends that you haven't seen for five months. You know, you see a lot of growth of them. Uh, uh, you're happy to see to to go on a on a baseball field again to put the yeah. uniform. Then opening day. In opening day, it's like uh it's it's go time you know it's it's yeah, then you see you feel the butterflies on the stomach you see you you see the nerve within the clubhouse you wanted to, to get your first hit uh you don't want to get your first strikeout stuff like that you know that's that's the things that go through your mind when when it's about to uh, the season is about to start spring training is a little bit different it's more joy it's more happiness of being back with the with the boys and it's always nice to uh, to find to find a way to uh, to get to spring training. That's why we're so happy that uh, that we can go back to spring training as soon as as possible, if, if it's if it's possible. Yeah, we want to see you back out there soon. We really do. We're rooting for you here. So same, um, same. Speaking of rooting, interesting stuff. I know. I'm sure you would like more fans to show up to the ballpark at times. I feel like. Is it challenging to play in front of so little fans at times? What would be your message to try to get more fans to support you guys? Because I feel you guys deserve the support. You have yeah. a nice stadium and everything. A team's on the rise. There should definitely be a better turnout down there. No, definitely. I mean, that's something that you have to work for. You know, uh, when you play uh, for a for a city like Miami, you just have to uh, giving good results. You know, uh, that's that's one of the things. Like if you win, more people will come. Yeah. So it's, it's in our part too, you know, like it's not just asking for, for fans to come to the ballpark, you know, to enjoy the, the, the beautiful stadium that we, we have. I mean, not, let's be realistic. 
good effort and good uh, yeah. performance there, you know? So for me, it's like, okay, yeah, we, we invite fans to come to the ballpark to enjoy the, the, the show, enjoy the ballpark and the experience. But at the end of the day, if we're winning, more people will come. So that's, that's in our side and that's in, in our part. And the organization is doing the, whatever they can to put the good product on the field and bringing guys who help the organization win some baseball games. And hopefully we can be in the postseason and, and, and trying to go for a, for a championship. Yeah. So uh, tell, tell some of whoever doesn't know about you, tell, tell them um, what do you bring to the game as a player? And obviously man, you're a defensive wizard on the, on the field. You, 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 you've made some amazing plays so far in your career. And but tell the people who don't know about you, uh, what do you bring to the game? Yeah, I feel like I I describe myself as a player, some someone that I always always trying to help the the one next. I, I provide my leadership, trying to uh, trying to make others better, so my job is a little bit easier. So uh, as a shortstop, I want my third baseman to be better and my second baseman to be better, so I don't have to cover all the ground, you know. And uh, uh, with that being said, I, I I'm a player that I, I know that I opportunity to get here and to play in the big leagues as a utility guy so I, I never want to stop working for what's what my limits are so um a player that always working hard uh to get better for the for the next season um people who knows me knows that i'm gonna play the game uh, the right way and i'm gonna go to the field to give my 100 every single day and someone who likes to win you know uh um i know it's been hard with the with the Martins organization but we accomplished something that i the organization haven't been able to do in the last, I think, 17 years without winning, uh, um, having a winning season and in going to the playoffs. And we did it in 2020 in, in the COVID year. And uh, that was something that I'm proud about, you yeah. know? Like, I mean, we have to take those those little those little victories because, uh, I mean, that's better than, than just um, becoming just a... And, and, and I don't like that. I, I'm a player who likes... to become a winning organization or winning team, you know? Uh, kind of going off that, uh, I, you know, you guys made the playoffs back in 2020 and unfortunately didn't make it this year. But, you know, you, you guys have a, a tough division now. With, well, always mm-hmm. have, but, yeah. you know, the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series, the Mets have, have gotten better. looking for that for that ring at the end of the year and we know we we, we need to continue to get better as a, as a team as a group and that's why it's so important to have something that is built from bottom up because uh, I mean that's going to be the difference in a 162 game season a lot of things can happen and and if we have a, a good foundation we have an opportunity to be good so for me I mean the organiz- the, the, the this division is not scared me it's just uh, pushed me to get better every single day because I, we know it's not going to be easy with the Grom, Scherzer, and, and, and those guys on the other side with the Mets. And then you have to go and face the Phillies and you have to face uh, um, Wheeler and those guys and Nola. And, and it's not easy. 
But uh, that doesn't mean that we're not going to keep trying and keep doing it. The Nationals are good, too. I mean, they won it all in 2019. Like, every team has a good team in that division in some sense. Every it's a tough, I, You could argue it's the toughest division in baseball at this point. Definitely have a good argument there. So I'm going to kind of go off what he said, too. Who are some guys around the league you enjoy competing against, you have a good relationship with, that are, like, on some other teams? Yeah, <clears throat> I mentioned Christian Jelic. He, he, he went to the Brewers, but he's been my – my good friend, seeing him winning MVPs and, and you know, going to a different team and do his thing, is, it's been amazing. Uh, within the division, uh, Harper, it's been, like, mm. so good to watch because he was with the Nationals and then he went to the Phillies and I have to watch him 19 times a year, you know, every single year. And it, yeah, we created we create a, a really good relationship uh, playing against each other. Uh, I enjoy watching Freddie Freeman hmm. going about his business every single day. Uh, the guy who plays every day, plays hard, and and that's another MVP right there. I know I, I'm I'm naming just MVPs right here, but uh, those are the guys that you like really ex- exciting, exciting yeah. watching, you know, because uh, I mean, you look forward, you know, like you look forward to the calendar and you say, okay, we got the Padres, so we're going to go against Tatis, Manny, Hosmer, those hmm. guys, and it's good, you know, it's, it's a good competition, it's, it's good for the game. And you always look ahead of like your individual individual guys that you look look up for in the other organization. So it's it's been nice. I feel like the game's in a great spot with a lot of young talent, like a lot of guys you're talking about. Of course, you want the guys that are boxed off. It's like you said. So I totally get why you mentioned them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, for for me, it's like uh, I mean, competition is always what you want in the in the game of baseball. That's why we need to go back and play baseball as soon as possible. Yep. We need it. We need it back now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, one of our, uh, we have another fan question. They want to know some of your best moments as a Marlin so far. Uh, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a great career with the Marlins. A uh, couple of the things that I will always remember is uh, having the opportunity to take this team to the, to the playoff in 2020. It's, it's, it was amazing. You know, it was a hard year for us because uh, we was the, uh, of COVID that year, oh, yeah. you guys remember 18, mm-hmm. 18 players went down. Yeah. We went through a lot and we created a, a, a great bond there, you know. Um, having the opportunity to play with Ichiro Suzuki side, <laughs> side by side, uh, seeing what a seam uh, hitting uh, 3,000 hits, it's been good. Uh, last year, I, I got the opportunity to win uh, Roberto Clemente Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing that he, he, he I mean, I feel so proud about because uh, it's not just what you can do on the field, but you can do uh, what, what you can do off the field yeah. for people as well. So, I mean, it's been, it's been great. It's been a lot of good memories. Uh, signing my deal here. Another question for you. Uh, I was just thinking about this before, and I, I know this year you played mainly shortstop, mm-hmm. uh, but you used to, you know, play basically every position in the infield. Is there any position that you miss playing or find it the, or another follow-up to that is which uh, position do you find the most difficult to play? The position that I like to play the most. And, and I mean, I always got the goal that I wanted to be an everyday shortstop. And, and to, to go with that question, I feel like I'm a, I'm a shortstop first. And everywhere that they put me, I'm going to play the other position like I'm a shortstop, you know? Like, I'm not going to go to first base and trying to be a first baseman. I'm just going to go out there and be in an extension 
of a shortstop. So yeah. for me, that's my mindset. You know, every position that they put me, I mean, it's like we know, obviously, if it's in the outfield, I'm not going to play like an infield. An infield but I, I, I haven't played in the outfield. I think I got just one inning in the outfield one time. Um, and it wasn't in But if I play in the infield, I want to play any, any position in the infield like I'm a shortstop. So that's why um, that's, that's how I will answer that question. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not missing playing other positions because I play every position in the infield like I'm playing short. Yeah, I was checking some of your stuff. I see two innings in the outfield with the Dodgers. That was the emergency <laughs> situation you were talking that about. You've done short, you've done second, you've done third, yeah. first. So great infielder. And I'm actually going to ask about your inspiration growing up. Like what inspired you to play baseball when you were younger? And who were some guys you looked up to back then? Uh, yeah, back then, uh, uh, my stuff from Venezuela who won a bunch of gloves, glove, um, kind of. I want to emulate my game with with his game, you know. I mean, I'm my own form, you know, I'm my own um, um, abilities. But uh, uh, I wanted to get to the big leagues and be an, an everyday shortstop and win a gold glove. That's that's been uh, one of my goals throughout my life. Hmm. And uh, I mean, growing up in Venezuela, you know, we got a lot of good players. And uh, Marco Scutaro was another one. Uh, I got the hmm. opportunity to uh, to be with Martin Prado and and hmm. and enjoy the opportunity to be with him in the same clubhouse. And he, he, he was my mentor, you know, he took me under his wing, uh, taught me a lot about the game, about uh, how to become a leader. And um, I actually have to, I mean, appreciate what he did for me. So um, it's, been, it's been a bless getting the opportunity to, to be with a couple of my idols in the same team. So who is the... Who's uh, some of your who, who's the funniest teammate that you play with right now? Uh, that's gotta be Jazz. I mean, <laughs> Jazz is, is is hilarious. You know, uh, every single day he's got something for for us as a as a group. He's uh, he's always enjoying the game and always come up with a uh, with funny things. You know, and also uh, I, I you guys made the playoffs uh, the year before, and um, and from a scale from from a scale to one to ten. How bad is the champagne going go when it when it goes to your eyes? I mean, it's not bad at that point because I mean you're celebrating and that's yeah, what you want to feel, you know. <laughs> I mean, I take it every single every single year. If we go to the playoff, uh, 